This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Team you hate playing again? Yeah, uh, I guess in Ottawa, I guess. <laughs> We're a team. Welcome back, Hawks and Sens fans, to episode 49 of Hungry for Hawks Talk. We got Shane Ryan on the line here, and uh, we're about to talk NHL prospects in the upcoming 2020 NHL draft. So according to Tankathon, which you now know that we have a contest going on, um, you know, the Hawks are pretty safe sitting in the 8 to 11 range. Um, it doesn't I mean, we're sitting at ninth right now, ninth overall, picking ninth overall. Um, so depending on how the lottery goes, uh, we should be around between 8 to 11-ish. Uh, hopefully we jump up to uh, first. I'd be happy with a first overall pick. Um, but, uh, you know, we got a 5% chance. That's still, that's still a chance. I mean, it's better than one. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're about at ninth and... Um, I mean, if we're looking at it objectively, you know, we've talked about what the Hawks need, what we've been missing throughout the season. Um, And the number one thing right now, just because, you know, we traded away Robin Leonard at the deadline, uh, we don't have an NHL goaltender signed for next season. It's going to be a goalie that we're probably going to be going after. So I ask you, Shane, if we were to go and pick the highest ranked goaltender, Yaroslav Askarov from St. Petersburg, can he immediately step in um, and save the Hawks' season? Not even close. <laughs> like, he's not. He barely played well against like 19 year olds at the World Juniors. <laughs> you know, he's playing uh, Division Two. In the in in Russia right now, respectable numbers, you know, a goals against a two point uh, two point four five and a, a percentage of nine twenty, but you know at the World Juniors he had a save percentage of uh, eight seven point uh, eight seven seven and a goals against of two one seven seven one. So he's not he's seventeen. He's almost eighteen. Yeah, and. He's not anywhere close to being NHL ready. He's going to be probably not ready up until he's like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. So I would honestly consider it a wasted pick if yeah. I'm if I'm Chicago, just because you know I think anyone you pick at 10 or anywhere between eight and and 12 in that four range slot you're not going to get or you shouldn't necessarily get a player who jumps in right away. Mm-hmm. There's two two players that available, three technically, but I'm going to say two uh, that are available in that slot that could possibly jump in right. Well, th- yeah, there's three. Uh, Dawson Mercer uh, he's a right wing out of Drummondville in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. 
he should slot in uh, well. Uh, he would play well with Kirby Doc if you were to put him, Doc, and DeBrinket together. Mm-hmm. For that should be a decent line. Uh, same thing with Lundell. And you have to, if you're going to pick a winger, you have to look at who your top line is going to be at in the next, you know, three, four years. And I would expect that Doc, DeBrinket, or Strom, any combination of the three, two of those guys will be it. I would expect it to be Doc and uh, DeBrinket leading the way. Yeah. So those are two. Two forwards. Um, another guy would be Marco Rossi out of Ottawa. If he is somehow, some way at the bottom half of the top 10, uh, he's probably the second best forward in the draft. I'm not even going to lie. He He's 5'9", and that's why a lot of people hate on him. Mm-hmm. If he was, and he's a center. Like If he's 5'10", five, 5'11", five, five, even 6 feet, he's in probably number two, at least number three. Right. in the draft uh and then there's jake sanderson if you're looking for a defenseman and i know you know you're, you're going to be looking for someone to replace keith in the next couple of years mm-hmm. and he's probably the perfect guy in that slot like i would go for sanderson i would reach if available the two players that i would reach for if available were marco rossi and uh jake sanderson at the number nine spot if available. Right. Yeah. I mean, according to a few websites, it sounds like um, Jake Anderson will be available if we were to pick ninth. And uh, I mean, I think that's the guy that if I were Bowman, I would probably go after. I mean, he's, he's from the U S national development team development team. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, we, we have a couple players who graduated from there. Um, and of course we, we have some American stars who, uh, would definitely help him out with, uh, with that as well. And he definitely, I mean, I'm not expecting a guy to step in next season. I don't think, I mean, depending on who our coach is, uh, I don't think they'll be getting a, a real opportunity um, to step in just because, you know, DeHaan and, and Seabrook will be back next season. Uh, we've got Adam Boakfist to, to play, to give ice time to, um, Dennis Gilbert. I mean, I mean, at this point, he's not really a prospect anymore. I wouldn't be sad to see him go. I mean, the rest of the guys like Slater, Kokuk, Olimata was, I'm really hoping that we can find a taker for Olimata. Um, but I mean, if not, I mean, I would love to 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 see them, you know, go off script. And you know, if if Jake Sanderson impresses in 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 training camp, um, in the preseason, then why the hell not? Why not give him the opportunity like we did with Kirby Doc? Um, the thing with Sanderson is that he's he is committed to North Dakota, which oh, great school, you know. And yeah. that, and if you're not looking for someone to step in, Sanderson is going to the best school. As someone right. who has seen, hopefully, three players, three solid players coming out of that school, mm-hmm. out of Christian Willanen, uh, JBD, and Tichonic, as well as, for you guys, Jonathan Taves went there. That's where, where mm-hmm. JT came from. So if you're not looking for someone to come in right away, which I don't think would be necessary, I don't think there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. 
Sanderson's your best bet because he is a solid two-way defenseman. Yeah. He has puck moving abilities, but he's also very solid in his his own his own zone. Mm-hmm. And going to North Dakota is probably the best thing for him, especially considering that they're probably going to lose two of their defensemen come next season. So he won't play next year unless somehow some way they they basically tell him that hey, sign this contract and you know you'll be playing in the NHL. Yeah, guaranteed minutes going, kind of thing. Yeah, him going to North Dakota, probably the best thing for him, probably the best thing for the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That that probably would be the best thing. And, you know, we, we also have Ian Mitchell from Denver who uh, who might be ready to step in. Um, he wanted to go back for his senior year. And, I mean, obviously now uh, the NCAA has been um, suspended. And or they, they've... They've downward canceled the rest of the season, I think right? So. Yeah. I think, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not I sure think... if it's one of those like wait and see things because their season ends soon. Yeah. Like, I think all their, their national or uh, regional championships and whatnot start yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is too bad because it, it, I mean, the reason why Mitchell wanted to go back was because he wanted to um, finish when he started. Yeah. Help Denver win that championship. Um, and, uh, and you know, try to try to make the NHL next year, uh, but you know, he still has an opportunity to make it this year. Because I mean, it it depends on, uh, like we were saying earlier, before the break, you know, it's it's still up in the air the NHL season whether it's going to be completely canceled or not. So if there is still a regular season, and the NCAA is a hundred percent canceled, there's the rest of their season, then we could get M- Mitchell in and burn the first year of his entry-level contract, uh, which would be good because then we'd still, you know, we, we would see, we'd get like a 13-game preview of, of what he can do, how he, how he fits in um, with the guys and, and at the NHL level, whether he, we view him to be ready or not, right? And he gets a, a shot at, at showing what he can do as well. So, but yeah, I, I think 100%, um, we should be going after... Uh, Jake Sanderson, if he's still available. Uh, and by all accounts, it looks like he will be. Now, with your draft lottery, or not draft lottery, sorry, your draft strategy, um, in your view, is it more important for organizations to select the best player available or select based on organizational need? I think it depends on your, your situation at the time of the draft. If you're looking at a team like Boston, or like anyone in the bottom, like from 21 to 31, those bottom 10 teams, um, especially teams that expect like Vegas, uh, Tampa, Boston, who expect to be in the playoffs and getting deep in the playoffs every year, you just pick the best player available because yeah. those guys aren't going to be jumping into the lineup next season. You don't need them to. They're going to go back down to junior. They're going to go back down to the NCAA or overseas, wherever they were, and they're going to play two, three years there before they're in the before they even sniff the AHL, most likely. Mm-hmm. So, for a team like even Ottawa and for Chicago, it, it, you should be doing both. Mm-hmm. You should be looking at your roster and like, okay, you know, we have needs. And we need to pick the best player available within our needs. 
you can't be loaded at center and then draft a center. Yeah. You can't be loaded at like right defense or left defense and then draft another right or left defenseman. You can't be stacked on goal. You can't do it. Because mm-hmm. all you're going to do is clog your prospect pool. It's going to overflow and you're going to ruin some players. It's because not everyone can play. So for Ottawa, as much as I want them to pick, you know, Rossi out of out of Ottawa because I think he is the second best player. We don't need any more centers. We barely need any more wingers right now. So for me, it, it, if we're going to pick a forward, it would be Stutzel and it would that uh, whatever pick, like our first pick, and then I would pick Drysdale in our second pick if possible. Mm-hmm. Or I'd go totally off script and screw Chicago out of this, but I would pick both Drysdale and Sanderson with my first two picks. Right. Because, you know, yeah, our defense looks good. But at the same time, there's no guarantee that it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So and we need it. We need a top. Technically, technically, we need a top six winger. I'm not 100 percent on that. I think we have some, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, we could honestly move a pick. That, that isn't out of the situation either for Ottawa. You know, pick. We have three first rounds this year. Yeah, there is nothing stopping us from looking at maybe moving, flipping one of those for next year or the following year, because that way it spreads out our prospect pool a little bit more. Because you can't have a bunch of like top six potential forwards playing, you know, all minutes and expect everyone to develop properly. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and you guys really do. You have like pretty much guaranteed odds to pick three times in in the top twelve. So I mean, that's going to be yeah, depending on where huge. the yeah, depending on where the Islanders Islanders fall. Right. But like, it just it's about finding your perfect not your perfect rhythm, but you know, understanding that. You could screw yourself either way, or you can help yourself either way. It's that there is no perfect decision when it comes to something like this. And you just have to to trust what you're doing and trust whatever plan you've laid out for, for yourself and for the organization. Yeah. So you would you, I mean, if you did get first, would Lafreniere be the guy oh, you'd Lafreniere, want? Lafreniere, easily. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's a generational player. You know, he, he is the best player in the draft. He is above and beyond anyone in the draft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, slotting him in beside whatever whatever center we have will make everyone on that line so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that. yeah, it's a no-brainer. Who would be your second pick so if let's you say were we, to get Lafreniere? So let's say we were to finish one – because a lot of places – like. Most of the time when Ottawa finishes first, you get one in like four. So if I were to say one in four, Lafreniere at one and then Drysdale at four. Mm-hmm. And then Drysdale is a player that you don't, we don't need up right away. But because he's in the OHL, he's in Erie, we can sign him. We can see how he does during, you know, development camp and, and some preseason games. And if he if we don't like the way he's playing, we can send him down to Erie without any problems. Uh, and I think that's the 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 best thing is because we also have 
Thompson and hopefully uh, JBD coming going pro next season. Mm-hmm. So we don't need Drysdale up here right away. And if you were to go to a team like the Kings or even the Ducks, he probably would, and he probably swing like he would sink because he would be looked at as the number one option, kind of just like how Dalian was kind of invisible his rookie year. It'll be right. the same thing with Drysdale. Right. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. I mean, uh, hopefully everything goes according to plan, and you know things start to start to take more uh, more certainty, and and we'll get the rest of the season back, the playoffs, the draft, everything comes goes back to normal. And you know if the Hawks by some miracle get shot up to the top and get to pick first overall, oh my God, I a hundred percent will be buying. Um, Alexis Lafreniere jersey um, because that would be just absolutely sick if uh, you know if the hockey gods end up smiling on us that way but uh, Ottawa needs some good luck (laughs) you can have two and three how's that we'll just make sure that whoever we pick breaks Lafreniere's leg whenever we play no (laughs) (laughs) don't do that I mean, unless Detroit gets them, then whatever. I don't care what happens to them. Oh, no. It's just, <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, he's not <laughs> going to be winning again, very Shane. long. Hey? He's not going to be very, he's not going to be winning for very, for, uh, for a long time in uh, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we'll have to, we'll have to talk to the Clink brothers about, uh, about what to do with that team. Cause I mean, oh boy. That team's just a mess. And you can blame mess. every one part of it, every <laughs> single person part of that mess, from ownership to management, everything. Yeah. And if the Kings aren't careful, they're going to find themselves in the same boat. Fuck, we might find ourselves there too. No, because at least I don't think so, because you guys haven't held on to older players the way Detroit has. That's true. At least you've accepted that, you know, you need to bring in younger guys, like, Debrinkit and Strong would just be starting to sniff the NHL in in Detroit right now under mm-hmm. old old management and coaching. They would just be sniffing it right now. Yeah, the Doc wouldn't even no wouldn't have even played a game this year. No, so it's like he'd still be in guys, junior. Oh yeah, for probably like the next three years. <laughs> yeah, he would not be sniffing it. Like, and that's the thing is that. You know, you have some some pretty bad contracts mm-hmm. now. Looking at them now, uh, obviously at the time they weren't. But you know, you would you think that you know with the only Mata's contracts bad, it could probably be it would have been worse in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think Detroit is miles behind everyone. Yeah. I mean, they have the right man to to lead them, right? Stevie Eisman is and always yeah, will be a wizard. Away. Two years away from being two years away. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if if they get if they get Lexis Lafreniere uh, they don't to play with Larkin, yeah, Larkin's not that good. No, he's not great, but I mean, he is their best center. But yeah, I don't I'm know if he's a number one center. No, because right. his, same, 
he has the same issue that Duclair had, and that's his feet work faster than his mind. Mm. And that's exactly what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they really only have one line. They're like I half think. a line. They have Larkin and Mantha. Yeah. And Bertuzzi's a good player, too. Yeah, but he's not any other team. He's a bottom six. Yeah. Any contending team. Yeah, that's yeah. Is that like you put him in any of the playoff contending teams, like teams that are fighting for a playoff spot? Yeah, he's not even like he's probably your third line winger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the true. I mean, the reason I... why he made the All Stars is because every team needed to be represented, and he was the <laughs> best of the worst. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I, I like the type of player Bertuzzi is. I mean, he's he's kind of like, like a more offensively gifted Drake Kajula. They kind of look this similar too, actually, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, he, he's got that hard-nosed game that uh, he's just more offensively gifted. But um, I like his energy level. I like his compete level. Uh, he's just on a bad team. So, um, But I'd like to thank you, Shane, for, for jumping on and, and talking prospects with me because as you all should know by now, uh, I have no clue <laughs> about about the NHL prospects, so I do appreciate you coming on and and uh, shedding light on, you know what what the Hawks should be going after and um, or the players that the Hawks should be going after based on our needs. Um, so I do appreciate you jumping on again. Always fun chatting with you. Uh, give out your socials just uh, again so that everybody knows. Yeah, uh, it was a pleasure to be on. You can find me at Shane underscore Ryan 97, as well as Frozen Biscuit 92, both on Twitter. Yes, and Shane also covers, obviously, the Ottawa Senators and also covers the New Jersey Devils with the Bayou Benders. So appreciate your time again, Shane. And uh, yeah, buddy, appreciate your time. And um, again, always, always fun talking to you. Stay healthy out there. And to you as well, listeners, um, you know, wash your hands, try to stay healthy. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys soon. See you later.